Hey everybody, I am back after a long hiatus. Um, Today's episode is going to be about breaking your social media addiction, uh, especially at this time, which you definitely should consider. Um, I will be including this chapter in my book as well with more detailed instructions as to how to actually do it. Um, I'm just gonna go over some of the base points. This is also a PSA. It's 2022. If you are wearing Axe Body Spray, you have nobody in your life that loves you. Nobody in your life that loves you to tell you that you're being an asshole for wearing it. And nobody in your life loves you enough to tell you that you smell terrible. So I just wanted to let everybody know that. (laughs) Enjoy the show. Hey, everybody, and welcome back to 21st Century Survival. I am Tommy Lane. I took a very long hiatus from this podcast and actually quite a few of my other creative projects um for a myriad of reasons i needed the rest i was in the middle of new careers paths and new jobs um and then i got sick for a few weeks out of the summer which kind of definitely made me take a few new turns and um kind of reground and make different choices but now i'm back um if you're listening to this podcast you may or may not be aware that i am no longer active on instagram Uh, I made that decision shortly after coming back from having COVID and just realizing the inescapable bullshit of that platform and just realizing for most social media platforms, if not all of them, I highly recommend you do the same. I highly recommend that you take back all those 30 minute to five hour intervals of your life where you are waking up and scrolling endlessly and getting all these tiny mini dopamine hits. I recommend you take back all the time that you are saving posts or resharing or reposting things that are going to dissolve in your mind and in your memory and in your life in the span of a few moments because there's always something new to find. Um, There's also more reasons which I'll get into. Um, but I will just be doing this podcast. I will not have a Twitter. Um, the Instagram account should just link you back to, um, this show as well as my YouTube channel. I'm keeping YouTube because of a few reasons. YouTube is really not much better. It's just the option that I have right now until I figure out a way to have my own streaming platform or something where it's not dominated by clickbaity things or ads. Um, but I'm choosing to keep it because I do really enjoy the collective readings that I did on my Instagram account and in general. I also like that YouTube challenges your attention span. Um, it challenges you to sit through things that are more than 20 seconds to a minute and 20 minutes long. And I can do full, more in-depth readings. I can go live there. And um, it's just more fun. It's just a little bit more fun. And that's where uh, my video content will live. The books are almost done. It is killing me writing them. Also, just more shit just keeps getting updated. I keep getting new things I want to share or I have new insights or um, new lessons to teach, but it is still in the works and in the progress. And once they are available, I will probably... uh, My Instagram is not deleted. It's still there. So there's still active links. I'll either post some things there for the updates when it's available or I'll link you to the website where you can find it. But that is very much still happening. Okay, so to ground us in the present, it's the year 2022, the world is on fire, which it's always been on fire, but now it's just even more noticeable, things are getting worse and worse. And if you are someone that's been accustomed to following just mainstream news outlets and media, you're probably 
completely inundated with very disappointing, sad, or frightening news, and you're probably not actually doing anything about it. And I, you're probably just like reading it, reacting to it, responding to it, getting more and more frustrated, talking to other people about it. Both of you are getting more and more frustrated. So maybe you've chosen to protest, which I don't think is necessarily the right response at this point in time in the human collective. I think that now that it's just actually being used against the people that are fighting for justice, it's a very excellent way to um, use, to find a way to find all these loopholes to legitimize using brute force against resistance, which is where we're heading. So um, social media is not helping you. It's never really helped you. I want you to think about the time and lifespan which we've had access to creating these false avatars online. I was born in 87, so I still have parts of my life I remember without the aid of the internet. But I do remember when things like, not even um, MySpace, I'm probably talking like LiveJournal or Zanga or AOL or MSN, where you've had a chance to create things that were called screen names, you had a chance to create these other avatars that were larger than you. This is back in the day when things were very much unregulated at all. And if you've lived a certain amount of time on this planet, most of your life is pretty well documented on the internet. And that should fucking make you feel, not necessarily frightened, but you should just definitely think about your life in that way. Think about that you have aspects of your life deeply, deeply personal. And I'm not talking about like nude photos. I'm talking about your emotional responses to things. I'm talking about your preferences for shopping. And then also your networks and people you know who think the same way as you. All of that's been logged. So <clears throat> you have a now a distorted perception of the way that you live your life because you're used to living a, like five minutes of it or 20 minutes of it or a few hours of it and then running to your computer or your device to share it with everybody else. And But it's actually not really sharing. It's just being logged. It's just being documented. You're addicted to it because you're addicted to the feedback that you're getting from other people or the perceived feedback that you're getting that is not actually genuine. Most people prefer that feedback than they do to the real, actual joys of com communicating with other people in real life. Um, it's almost like, you know, that expression, like, Pixar didn't happen. Like, people can't, people, you, me, all of us, cannot necessarily enjoy life the good old-fashioned way we used to because now it involves this ominous third party this um, word processing unit to make it real for us until it's printed, until it's published, until it's uploaded, it isn't actually real. So I'm saying all this to number one, get your attention. I'm giving you tough love to get your attention. So you're actually paying attention and I'm not giving you all the step by step. because I want you to understand this is a major fucking undertaking. I'm using, I'm framing it this way so you understand that this is encompassing most of your life. So it's not just deleting an app. It's not just locking out. It's not just getting a burner phone. It's not just throwing away your computer. This is like basically a part of your body now, okay? This is an appendage. So thinking about quitting social media or breaking up with it is equal to like getting rid of something that's a part of you. And I don't think that most of you are actually ready for that. This is a very, very long process. It takes a lot of time, a lot of self-actualization. And I, I'm known by, by no means saying that I have achieved this at all for myself. It's going to probably take the rest of my life. Um, luckily, a lot of us are going to break up with social media by default because of the way things are going, um, with the way that things are currently being restricted. And if you are naive enough to think that they're not going to touch the internet, they meaning whatever government forces or just the way that companies are operating, you are fucking naive as fuck. Of course, that is definitely next on the chopping block. So eventually we're all going to be able to fully quit social media because we're going to have to. Um, 
So this is something that's deeply ingrained within your body, in your skin, in it's it's in you. A lot of us sleep. I no longer do this. I no longer sleep with my devices, but a lot of us sleep with our devices. So you and you're traveling with your earbuds. You're thinking about your life and how you live it when you're operating outdoors is dependent on the charge level of your battery on your phone. Um, I've encountered so many people that are on you know, they're fine. They're normal people, but they lose their shit if they can't charge their phone and the sun is going down because everything is on your phone. It's a safety tool now. So, um, this is in your body. This is how your body is now responding to perceived threats or rewards. This is like in your system. It's in your central nervous system. It's getting currently getting eaten by mosquitoes in this fucking room, but I'm going to power through it because I want you to get this information. So it's not easy. Okay. It's not easy. It's not going to be easy. Here's another example. And you can, you've probably lived this if you've ever done any kind of dieting or you've been on any kind of workout regimen. When you're trying to give up something or you're trying to eliminate something from your diet, like let's take sugar, for example. And what does everybody always fucking say? Sugar is in everything. That's because it's fucking true. It really is in everything. And actually removing it cold turkey or even step-by-step step, is to remove quite a bit of the traditional American or Western diet. You have to be very strategic with that in the same way you have to be very strategic with social media this is also very much like cigarettes at one point doctors were giving people cigarettes <laughs> they're prescribing tobacco as a cure okay like people i remember i was talking to some woman yesterday and she asked me what i was going to do for the weekend and i said i'm probably going to be meditating and um i was kind of breaking down yeah it's been a long time i haven't done in a while i definitely need to sit down for a bit and she asked so how did you get into it and i was like oh i've been you know studying since i was 15 it's about like 20 years and you know i just read books and then i kind of listed some of my favorite books and some of my favorite teachers that i had found and techniques and then she said oh i just wanted to know what kind of app you used so now people are reliant on digital devices for meditation. People don't know how to fucking close their eyes and count their breaths. You don't. <laughs> um, it's, that's not okay. Because that, that means that you are now really not even fully engaging with your body. Cigarettes are the same way that most of our popular culture, and even to now to a certain extent, because now there's vape technology and everybody's like hitting their pens and stuff. Cigarettes were so deeply ingrained in society that everybody used to smoke. We saw smoking in restaurants, hotels, cars still had ashtrays in the door when I was growing up. It's going to, and it, it really is going to cost lives until people can actually understand this is very serious. And it's already happening. I'm sure all of you have probably seen that documentary, The Social Dilemma is a great documentary but i have friends that have watched that and are still scrolling so really it doesn't until it actually happens to you until you actually have a life-threatening experience or you are tuned in spiritually you can actually see what's actually happening with social media you're probably not going to disengage which is why i'm making this podcast to just kind of jolt you awake by the way none of this is your fault um these companies whether they're peddling sugar tobacco um social media, anything, the people, this is like the way that sales and marketing works is on a very primal base level. It manipulates things psychologically to get you seduced, to get you hooked from a very young age that you'll be a lifetime subscriber. You'll be a lifetime customer. And it's an illusory, it's an illusory bond. It's not actually real. Um, it just gives you a false sense of satisfaction. Um, 
so you were duped. All of us were duped. I was duped, you, me. All of us have so much of our life and our shared experiences that are just logged permanently in some massive file, some massive database, and it sucks. But you don't have to live like that forever. You can gradually begin to make choices. <sighs> okay, so I um, definitely, it was around when I was, a little bit before I got sick in June, and after my last live tarot reading that I did and kind of could see where things were going. Like I did say, hey, the smoke and mirrors of the Will and Jada thing at the Oscars, the whole thing with the Amber Heard trial, like all of this is to, <laughs> to influence public opinion and also to, it's, it's getting us normalized so we can accept major, major regression of rights given to women, femmes, and LGBTQ folks over the last 25 to 30 to 40, 50 years. It's put us back into Reagan era um, attitudes, which, you know, what's what's on the tip of everybody's tongue right now? Like, that's exactly what's fucking happening. So I started to get, like, a little bit weirded out that way. I was like, mm, I don't think this is a good time for me to be on social media because the... It's not so much... So here's the thing. It's not so much the overturning itself it's not so much these events themselves it's the reaction of people it's the panic of people it's the fear it's it's the the raw animalistic impulses of people reacting to news that they heard that creates this cloud of chaos and when we have that massive chaos cloud you're kind of susceptible to anything and everything. That can, you're literally going to get stampeded metaphysically and or physically as people get hurt at protests that were peaceful, but, you know, shit fucking happens and you got tear gas being launched at you. So I decided, okay, I'm going to step back. And then I got sick. And then I had like a kind of a personal revelation of just realizing I'd been giving away kind of too much of my gifts for free. I've been doing too many things for free, too much healing, too much caretaking of other people in my personal life. And professional life and I just decided to start putting up paywalls to honor my own time and my own well-being and one of those things also made me realize I really don't like how disposable literal content is on social media people will repost the shit out of some five-page slide post about something very deep some very deep activist issue but that's kind of where it stops, right? It's not like people like actually decide, okay, you know what? Then I'm going to take this all the way. I'm going to quit my fucking job. I'm going to start my own anarchist commune or I'm going to um, go deep cover and work in le legislation. People just kind of get angry about it and they stay angry and they move on to the next thing and they stay and then there's no actual change. There's no actual application of new shit. There's no actual application of new knowledge. That's kind of one of my pet peeves. Like I really don't like that. Um, I like it when people have new information they think about it for a while, maybe complain about it here and there, but then you have to actually do something. And so one of the things I want to do is just remove myself from number one, Instagram. Cause I was, I've been on Instagram for a long time and I've, you know, had entire like portfolios of artwork, music, had had podcasts before I've been on it and been deep in it. And I was like, I'm just done. I'm done with how disposable it is. I'm done with how it replaces human relationships. And I'm done with spending all my time you know, on it, checking it or updating or posting. So I pulled back. And if you want like even more insight to that, you can watch my last video, which was posted a few weeks ago and it goes more in depth. Then I decided I really also don't think it's smart for me to be sleeping with my laptop in my bed or even near me or even having, why do I, why the hell do I need my phone 
in my bed with me. If the alarm goes off, it's definitely loud enough. I don't need to have it right next to me. If anything, I'm probably going to hit the snooze anyway because I still have like old alarms. And I started sleeping with it plugged in, in the wall, way away from me, far from my bed. And I did the same thing with my laptop. This was after like not being able to sleep fully for maybe three or four months. And once I started doing that, I was like, hmm, it's so much easier to fall asleep with all that shit in my bed, number one. But I just noticed my body starting to reset, like actually get a break from staring at a screen or being occupied by its presence. Because that's another thing. And we'll get into this. Like you, not only are you breaking up with social media in the same way as not only are you quitting smoking, when you quit smoking, you're still going to smell cigarette smoke. People are still going to be smoking around you. If you quit drinking, if you go to a party, someone's still going to have a fucking drink. If you quit sugar, someone's still going to offer you a cookie and not know. You still have to be aware that that is going to be around you. So when I get on the bus and there's cameras everywhere or everybody's on their fucking phone, that's going to affect me. If they decide to stop taking cash on the bus and I have to download an app instead of having something physical like a card, that's going to affect me. This is not easy, okay? It's a step-by-step, long-term process. It's a commitment. It's a lifestyle change, which most people don't want to do. Um, So, but that is a great start. And that, honestly, is something that everyone can and should do, even if you don't decide to quit any of your social media apps. Even if you don't decide to even take a hiatus or a break, just don't sleep with that shit anymore. When did you start doing it? Why is that? I want you to ask some of these questions for yourself. Why am I using this? Why am I on my phone all the time? When did this start is an even better question because sometimes these things are like nightmares and the minute you gain some lucidity in a nightmare and you start asking questions like where what is this or you say is this a dream the nightmare kind of starts to dissolve when you even wake up. So when did you start doing this? Is it actually helping you? I had to ask myself that, like, is this actually helping me? And the answer came back so fast. No, this is hurting me. This is hurting my eyes. It's hurting my, my head. I would get like these little tension headaches right at the front of my face. Um, and I wasn't doing anything with it. Um, so definitely remove them from there. Um, another thing I've, my phone has been on silent and I'm about to remove the vibration as well for most of this year. And it started because the phone that I had, the ringtone was so annoying and it was the least annoying out of all the other ones for text sounds or call sounds, but I just couldn't take it anymore. So it's been on silent and yeah, I'm not the quickest text backer. I'm not the fastest with responding to calls or, or even emails for that matter, but I have my life to live and usually everything is fine. If something is an emergency, I'm will probably be reached somehow. I'll get to it. Um, I think letting go of the fantasy or the, the false fear that everything is urgent. Like, does, do you really need to know that it's like the latest, like Starbucks game this week? Is that really important? Like in your life and like where your life is going and your goals, is that fucking important? No. (laughs) Is it super important that CVS extra care wants to give you a dollar off of their purchase, off of your next purchase? Not really. Is that, that's not urgent. Think about what is actually urgent in your life. It's like a family member dying. It's someone you love um, needing to speak with you urgently, or it's something that, that's something related to work, but it's not marketing. You're marketed to regardless. You're marketed to 
when he goes grocery shopping and there's signage everywhere. There's even signage on those little separation bars where you put, where you distinguish your food from the person's food next to you. That aggressive marketing is never going to stop, but you don't have to bring it home all the way with you. How many ads are you fighting through watching YouTube videos? I know I'm still on YouTube, but this is what it is. I'm, I'm just trying to like paint a picture here. How many ads do you have to scrub past when you're listening to your fucking true crime podcast? These things are not important. You have this, we have this false sense of urgency with everything, but it isn't, nothing is that urgent. There are urgent things like, you know, billionaires hoarding resources and running companies and fucking sugar babies that are 18. You know, those people need to be ended, but you don't need to know about hot new deals happening at Kohl's. <laughs> it's not important. You shouldn't, you should not be okay with being advertised to 24 seven. That's, that's not okay. Um, and you're going to start to notice when you do take a break, if you decide to, how much more time you have and how much you can actually see of your own life again. This little piece I'm going to give you is not going to be in the book. This is just for the podcast. I'm not going to write this in the book and I'm feeling guided to not write it in the book and I don't know why. But it's something I want to share. I want you to do a couple of things. I want you to ask yourself, when was the last time I sat still while waiting for something in a public place without looking at my phone? And then while you're pondering that answer, I want you to make a commitment when you meet up with someone for dinner or coffee and the two of you sit down with your fucking coffee and your little snack or you sit down for dinner, that you're not both going to sit and look at your phone for 25 minutes and and show each other pictures you're actually going to sit and look at the person sitting across from you um try that and see how it actually feels the third thing i'm going to say and i'm just adding this in try to have a conversation without referencing a meme or something that you saw try to have an organic natural Organic in the sense of something that's naturally occurring, not organic in the sense of that fucking sticker that's brainwashed all of us into, <laughs> into that, using that word. I mean, like something that naturally, I want you to have a real conversation with someone. And this is not like any like boomer shit. This is really, and even that, like we need to talk about how we've allowed ourselves to basically dismiss an entire generation before us. Um, but this is more about you taking back your life. Because you're losing, you're losing hours of your life by scrolling. You're losing hours of your life by looking for something to watch while you order the food that you ate that you didn't prepare yourself. You're losing hours that you can't get back. They're not quality hours either. You're not experiencing a quality life by eating food that you did not prepare and watching shows that mildly entertain you or worse shows that entertain you but they keep you hooked because each episode is a cliffhanger and then you just can't get up to do anything if your life were to end tomorrow and you look back are you going to be okay with that and yes it is that serious <laughs> yes this shit is life and death because we all get into accidents things happen we get sick i got when i was sick i was looking back I'm like shit like you really have to pause and reflect when you can't do anything. That's why I like to do this stuff when the stakes are relatively low. Like you need to be practicing when the stakes are low so that when big shit does happen, you're already prepared for it or you're moving, you're moving in a completely different direction that is benefiting you long-term. 
Okay. This is the most important piece. And this is likely not what people want to hear. And this podcast episode is probably likely not what people wanted to hear. You probably wanted to hear like a five, a five point or bullet pointed, like step-by-step instruction of how to do this. But I'm giving you the actual background of why this is going to be challenging. Because here's the thing. It is actually, even though it's difficult, it is easy. You could just make a decision and just stick by it. But, you know, human life is hard sometimes. We complicate things. We overcomplicate things. When you quit anything, you when you remove something, when you create a vacuum, you have to kind of fill it. So what's your substitute? When you're dieting or doing work that you have weight loss, weight loss goals, the most successful, when people are successful with weight loss, it's because they recognize that it's a lifestyle change and ending your relationships with social media is no different. It's no different. You have to know that several different streams of entertainment and socialization and um, in some cases, maybe education kind of um, that are going to be removed. That's going to be pastimes and hobbies that are going to be removed from you. What are you going to fill it with? This is kind of why I included that bonus step of like sitting still or having a conversation that's honestly to key you into what's working what's not working in your life because once you do that you're gonna see oh my god i hate this person or i really would like to go here instead of this place i didn't realize i hated this place so much because i was looking at my phone i was never looking around on a macrocosmic level we've all experienced this already with covid with all of us having downtime realizing hmm i'm not actually living the life that i thought i would be living at this point in my life at this age i want to make some changes so doing that extra step of actually sitting still or reading a book or going outside or talk, having a real conversation with someone is going to give you a chance to see what needs to change. It is going to give you a chance to see what needs to change. Because when you have to substitute what you're taking away, it better be something good. It better be something that you actually like. And it may take a few tries. What I'm trying to say is you're not going to be the same. You're going to be a different person and you have to prepare for that because it's very, very easy to relapse and relapse is not bad. That's going to happen. You're going to, you're going to check something. Something's going to pique your interest or trigger you. But the point is that you return to your overall goal and you self-correct. Funnily enough, this is also what meditation is about. People fucking think that meditating is like, I think no thoughts and that's why nobody wants to do it. But really people are just fucking lazy. (laughs) You were just lazy. Because it's not actually not what meditation is. Meditation is actually you building strength and character by returning to the good work. By re- When you lose focus, when your brain does get intrusive thoughts, you return to your breathing. It's in the action of returning to that breath and returning to that discipline that builds strength that over time, when you do sit down to meditate, you can reach that state because it's rehearsed, it's practiced. That's what it's about. It has nothing to do with emptying your fucking mind. And I hate that people fucking say that because they are just i don't want to do it i don't even want to try it because my brain no and you should know look look, you should know by now this age that we're living in that that is not really what it's about just tell the truth i wish people would tell the truth like i don't want to do it because i'm fucking lazy (laughs) or i'm i'm scared because that's really deep that's really what it is most people are also on a subconscious a subconscious level afraid of what they're going to hear in themselves or seeing themselves when they sit still and actually listen to their breaths. Yes, 
I'm being very mean in this episode. This is the new me. I have a paywall for all of my caretaking and I have this platform that I set myself where I can actually just speak the way that people need to hear this information. I am said it so many times. I am not a love and light bitch. I am very straightforward and I tell the truth and this is the truth. So <laughs> build the strength, find whatever meditation practice works for you and do it. In the same way, find whatever hobby. It's going to take some time. Maybe you have to get to, get to know yourself. Maybe you don't really know who you are at all. Maybe you don't really like your friends. You outgrew your friends. You outgrew your city. You outgrew all this shit. That's what life is. This is what life is actually about. It's not about having all of your needs catered to you by some fucking tech startup in San Francisco with some asshole running it and mining all of your precious information and just serving you this slurry of all your likes and shit and all your favorites and an algorithm. It's about you constantly evolving, constantly living and dying, constantly healing and growing and fucking up and trying again. So you actually are an interesting person. So things actually touch you deeply. So you're not just getting the very surface level experience. So you're finding, you're finding more, you're learning, you're actually learning, your brain is getting stimulated, you're finding out shit that you wouldn't have found out on a normal path. That's what this is about. And that's what social media fucking robs you of. Because it learns what you like and then it only gives you that. And you can't learn how to do that yourself after you've had, after you've been catered to. Because you're not curious about anything. When you're not curious, you're not resourceful. When you're not resourceful, you're asking people on the street questions that you yourself with a personal computer can actually Google. When you're not resourceful, when you hear bad news, all you can do is panic because you don't know how to take care of yourself, because you don't know how to look for solutions, because you're used to people just giving them to you. This is important. This is, I'm phrasing this in a very specific way on, a, on purpose to wake you up because at a certain point, you're going to have to do this. And it's better to do it now while it's fun and easy, so to speak, than when you have to. I think I might need a part two for this. Because <laughs> I definitely waxed the fuck out of everybody's pubic region <laughs> with this episode. This is the truth. I will see you all in the next episode. You can find me on YouTube under Trash Only Mojo. Keep in mind that is going to change. It'll probably be This Mojo Works, which will be my brand of... I don't even know what to call it. I hate calling like witchcraft tools, but that's basically what it will be. Like a lot of fixed candles, um, conjure oils, and all of that shit for all my, my real witches out there. But otherwise, you can find me there. Or you can keep listening to me on this podcast. I'll put the links both in the show notes. But have a great week and don't be afraid.